Today's episode is powered by HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. As they stand in solidarity with the Black community and everyone fighting for racial and food justice, HelloFresh is proud to support Black voices and to affirm that Black lives matter today and every day. Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Peace and welcome to the Edible Activist Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa L. Jones, broadcasting live from the lobby of The Line, D.C. On this show, you hear from the voices of dynamic Black people and people of color in the agriculture, food justice, and healing space as they share empowering food narratives and perspectives that stem from the land, all while exemplifying the spirit of activism in their own edible way. Let's get started. Peace and welcome to the Edible Activist Podcast. I am your host, Melissa L. Jones, broadcasting on Full Service Radio. Today on the show, I have a very special guest, Benjamin, aka The Roots Farmer, who resides in the UK. Ben, as I'll call him throughout the show, has had a career in music his entire life, but made the decision to start an off-the-grid organic farm with his family. Ben, welcome to the show. Uh, Melissa, thank you for having me. It's uh, great to connect and uh, I look forward to talking with you. Awesome. So Ben, you are my very first international guest and I am like super duper hyped. All right. Like we start in 2021 off a little different and not even different, but like and on an international, you know, uh, a groove, and I'm just, I'm excited. So big ups, man. That. Yeah, big up. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna hop into it. I want to capture the essence of who you are, Ben. So yeah, I'm I'm Ben. Um, I, I live in London. I was born in London. And my mother is of Irish descent. So she was born in England, but her parents are, are Irish. And my father is from Barbados in the Caribbean. Um, so I guess I identify as um, a mixed race black man. Wow. And so you have been doing music your entire life from what I know and from what I stalked, because I always, always laugh because I like stock folks. Right. Um, and so you, at least I, I don't y'all, I don't really stock folks, but you know, the gram gives you a ton of information, you know? Um, but I, I came across, I've been following you for quite some time and I was just excited just to see like the start of, of your journey. And, um, I know that you've been doing music, you've been, you know, doing concerts for a very long time and um COVID hit. And so now you're like, we're gonna start a garden. We're gonna not even a garden, we're gonna start a farm. And so I want to walk, I want you to walk us a bit through that journey because 
I have some. I have a few other follow up questions, but it's just interesting in in what you you were doing your entire life, but now like you're you're off the grid. Yeah. So- <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Um, so yeah, as you say, I, I, I literally from college I left I left college and then kind of accidentally fell into the music industry um, because I, I'm not a singer, I don't rap, I don't perform, I'm not an artist in any way. But um, I ended up getting a, a job working in a, a large recording studios and um, just really fell in love with that and kind of felt like this was my home and this is a place that I could thrive in and joy and, you know, be around amazing creatives. And so that journey literally went, you know, I guess over 10, 12 years working at studios, working at record labels and then, and and this was in the days when the the record companies were still selling CDs for like sixteen pounds, which I don't know twenty dollars or something like that. Um, so so the music industry was making you know a lot of money, and it was it was a lot of fun. Um, but then digital came, and uh, they didn't really know what to do about that. They started losing the money, and that period coincided with me um, making some trips to West Africa. And when I started to come back to the UK and really looking at what, I guess, where my values were and what I was kind of getting excited about prior to, prior to these trips, it kind of like everything kind of shifted for me. And I, and I kind of didn't see the, 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 the excitement or the, the level of importance that I had placed on working in the music industry. Mm. Um, you know, as a result of going going to the motherland, going on to the continent. And so really felt a bit lost for a while and, and, and kind of wondering what the direction was. As I say, the, 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 the record industry is starting to, to not do so well because they didn't know how to manage digital. I'm not kind of feeling the vibe. So I decided to go into community work, but to bring my skills from the working in music in, into that area. So I basically became um, a live event producer, but all of the live events were based around sort of community engagement, how we can work with young people and create opportunities for them around the arts, around the music, um, and showcasing perhaps artists that weren't getting a look in from the mainstream. Um, So I spent a number of years doing that, and that was really fulfilling, and it kind of satisfied all, all, all the sort of new passions that I had, which was, a, you know, really focusing more on how we can uplift the community, but, you know, still that love for music. And um, and that really, like, that ended up in being festivals, tours, international tours. Like, we went to, we did a few shows at South by Southwest in in, in, in Austin. Sweet. Uh, yeah. Sweet. So it was amazing, like, touring in Brazil, uh, you know, in, in, in New York and all around the UK and into Europe and um, and and really correct, c- connecting with, you know, local communities, grassroots communities. Um, so that... Any trips to Barbados at all? Uh, Jamaica. So, Jamaica, okay. Yeah, so, so a, lot, a lot of work's in Jamaica. Um, in fact, um, in, in February in Jamaica is uh, Reggae Month. Um, each year, so normally, actually, yeah, what we like the third of February or something. Um, I, I would normally be in um, in Jamaica now, doing shows and working out there. Ah, uh, and so were these mainly reggae concerts that you were doing? 
No, I mean, it, it kind of ended up being reggae uh, shows, but it, it, it was always black music. So in the UK, like to engage young people uh, or young people's black music is like grime, is, um, I guess, hip hop or street rap. Um, we've had like house, which is obviously, you know, house, uh, funky house. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, yeah, so it's whatever the black music genres that would engage young people. So because if, if you can engage the young people, you can do really positive works with them. Absolutely. Um, the kind of journey that that went on, though, is kind of like maybe some of the messaging and some of the music that I was promoting wasn't quite aligning with what I wanted to be promoting. And so then I made a shift to say, OK, I'm going to pr- promote reggae music because the content in the in the music, the message is uh, more aligning with my values and what I want to share with, with, with our young people. Um, and so that turned into a reggae festival and, and, and yeah, and, and touring and shows. Um, and that was going great until, as you say, like 2020, <laughs> the pandemic. And then everything just blew up. <laughs> oh, oh man. Like literally like it was, it was just, it was, it was beautiful. Like everything was lined up. You know, big big shows, everything, and yeah, and then and then the pandemic hit, and that was when you know I came to a crossroads because the business was non-existent. There was no shows. I kind of felt that there wouldn't be any more shows for the next two years, um, and even if you could do a show, because you know in the UK we've had quite harsh lockdowns. I know in the states it kind of differs from each state, so I don't know what it's like where where, where you are. Um, it's interesting, I'll say that, but I digress. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, I'm seeing like footage of parties and concerts in the states. I'm like, how are they getting away with that? Like, we can't walk to the end of our street, you know. So. That's a whole nother show. That's a whole nother show, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so it, you know, in the UK, we have these COVID safe events where you can you can do an event, but you, everybody's got to remain seated. There's you know really high levels of like. Um, I don't know, protocol or security or health and safety in place. And I, I, I never felt motivated by that. I didn't feel inspired. I didn't feel like that was going to be something that I would want to do for the next two years. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and actually as a viable business model, it was, I couldn't make sense of that either. So um, I, what happened was when the lockdown came, my mum left London. Um, my mum left London 20 years ago until it moved to the country. And so um when lockdown happened, I took my sons and we went to stay down by her in the country. We came out of London when they shut the schools, shut the parks, couldn't do anything. We said, let's go into the countryside, go into the rural areas where we can at least breathe, you know, be a bit freer, you know, get out about. And um, it was really in that time, you know, we were there for like five months. And, and in that time, um, I kind of really fell in love with being in the countryside and and my eyes were reopened, should I say, because it's something that I've I've had dreams of and had visions of doing for on and off for, for really, a long time. really, mm. wow. And, and and I just was like, okay, you know, this 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 whole ele- this whole world is going on, and you know, as we live in our city lives, you know, we kind of like forget about all of this, you know, and um, I really just that was what enabled me to say, okay, like I, I, I need to find a way where going forward, my works, my, you know, w- w- the environment that I'm in is, is more 
is more in, in line with you know being being in the natural world and um yeah so, oh so that was the start of this this new roots farmer journey mm. And you know, I have to say, and and you know, I, I know I, I, I jokingly, which COVID is is not a joke. Let me just say that. But sometimes you got to laugh to keep from crying because things are still crazy. Um, but it really has been a blessing in disguise for many people. Again, not to discredit the hundreds of thousands of lives that have been lost um, because it has been tragic. But um, this this opportunity, I have spoken with a number of people who have. Um, um, I, I don't flocked, you know, flocked to the garden, flocked to the, to the green space, like, you know, gotten closer to the earth because a, there just wasn't anything to do, you know, and people are going like, you know, that shit crazy in their homes. And they're like, okay, let me go outside and, and be in nature. And so even just for a ton of businesses that have been thriving. And so just like you kind of fell into music by accident, you know, everything in divine order everything in divine order. True. So you get to the, so you, so just to pause, so you were in the city pretty much your entire life and you get to this rural space and you're like, wow, like this is my refuge. Like this really is my refuge for me and my family. And so now you have what, two, two and a half acre um, piece of land. Like how did you, how did that all come about? Because you were really like situated in like, this is rural, <laughs> but it's beautiful though. So how did you find this piece of land? Or did it find you? Yeah, it, it found me for sure. Mm. Um, but but I guess I'm I'm passionate. So if I if I get my head stuck into something, like I can't let go of it. So I just knew from from when that sort of crystallized in my head that this is what I want to do, and I saw the vision, and it was so clear to me what Roots Farmer is going to be, what it's going to look like, who's going to be involved, like everything. I just was like, wow, like so. From that moment, I guess you know everything's found me. You know the, the name, yeah, the land. yeah um you know the, the 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 produce that we grow um the people that have gravitated towards the projects um yeah it, it's um so so that's the vibe i guess but in 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 a sort of like maybe more tangible and practical terms like um in in the uk there there's an organization that buy big packages of land to stop developers buying it and kind of um, where they buy big packages of woodland and really sort of beautiful land as a way of stopping developers by it to build houses or through roads or, you know, industrialization. And what they do with this land is they then divide it into small packages to then sell on to, 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 to loads of people. So it suddenly makes the, uh, the, the opportunity to maybe purchase two acres or one acre or half an acre or 10 acres uh, more accessible, uh, and and their idea behind that is that if you've got twenty owners of a plot that's sixty acres, it's much harder for developers or local authorities and government to to get you off the land. Um, so 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 this organisation literally, and 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 <clears throat> I think because of the time time when I wanted to do this, everybody was on lockdown. You know, like this was like in May. So in May. 2020 you know we kind of all thought we were going to die of corona at that point uh, mm -hmm. you know it was like scary times maybe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so 
in a way, for whatever reason, having the courage or having the vision or being called to go and do this project meant that there wasn't many people competing for land. And so I was able to negotiate and get a very good deal, drive down the price basically because there's nobody looking to spend money on land at that moment. Um, so, so that, that, so that, so that was helpful. Um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, wow, I, I'm, I'm sitting here just frozen, just, you know, because while an organization that buys packages of land to make it more accessible for folks like you and myself to, to buy, to own land, to, to, you know, produce off the land. Wow. I wonder if something like that was in the States. Maybe it does exist. I don't know. I don't hear too much about it. Um, I wonder how much more free our people would be. Yeah. When we talk about liberation and we talk about food insecurity or food security, that really, really amazes me. I was, I was not prepared for that. Wow. What an opportunity. What a blessing. Yeah, it truly is a blessing. And, and, and I feel so passionate that because, you know, I, I, I didn't think about land ownership, certainly not in the UK. You know, the dream was always to kind of succeed whatever succeed looks like in the UK, in the music industry. And then mm. with my family, move to the Caribbean, potentially Africa, um, and kind of then create this sustainable, off-grid, you know, wholesome, self-reliant sort of way of living. But that life, I, I thought, when I was like a teenager, I thought I would already be there by now. But, you know, life happens, so that hadn't happened yet. But then life happened again and I've ended up trying or creating that and starting to create that here in the UK. And I never would have thought that that would be possible. And so I'm very passionate about actually we can do that because, you know, we can't all leave to go to Africa. We can't all leave to go back to the Caribbean if that's where we wanted to go. Some of us need to stay where we are, if it's in the States or in the UK or anywhere else. And knowing that these things are, are possible, I'm so passionate about that. And, um, you know, I'm going to be shouting about the ways in which we can buy land and in some circumstances rent land long term as well, because that also carries value. Um, I'm, I'm really going to be promoting that and supporting people that want to get into that because, okay, for let me give you for example, I'm going to say exactly as for, for land that I purchased, you can't build on it. You can't build your house on it unless after I think maybe six years, you can prove that you need to live on the land to manage the business that you're running there. If it's forestry, if it's livestock, if it's agriculture. Um, okay. But um, you, you, you can, so the price for that land is between eight and 12,000 um, pounds. Uh, yeah, between eight and 12,000 pounds. So I think in, in the US, maybe that's like between 10 and 14,000 US um, per acre. So, okay, not everybody has capital for that. But I'm, the way I'm looking at it is, say there's 10 of you, you know, and mm. you each put in a thousand, you know, or mm -hmm. there's 10 of you and you each put in 3000. So you have a 30,000 capital. So then you can buy the land and build the infrastructure to create, you know, this self-reliant, self-sustainable 
um, business. Um, so I, I, for me, you know, maybe it sounds too simplistic, but that's what I'm working with. And, and, I, and, and, and I can just, I, I, I just feel that that's a very liberating approach to have. And I think it's doable. Obviously not for everybody because, you know, in these crucial times, I, I, I fully understand that, you know, we're dealing with unprecedented levels of access to food banks, you know, so people are struggling to put a meal on their table day to day. So, I, you know, I respect that. However, there are some people that have secure income still, maybe two incomes coming into their household and and would normally maybe spend £3,000 or $5,000 on a holiday or a car upgrade or a piece of jewelry mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And maybe if we just put that aside for one year and put that in a, a cooperative, if we can't do it alone, suddenly, you know, we're, we all, you know, we're creating multiple landowners and... Um, and, and, and I believe that there are business models that we can create significant, um, significant sec- financial security from actually a small plot of land. And, and so that's, again, with this project, I want to try and demonstrate that. But yeah, <laughs> you can tell I'm passionate about this. No, I, I listen, I, f- I feel your passion just coming through these airwaves. And it's so crazy because things are just being manifested and it's 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 there it's crazy i literally literally just received um an email update from an amazing farmer um in dc here in dc and what you just spoke of well first of all the co-op system is nothing new to to black folks okay so you know just we we t- we're just what you're stating is going back to what um, our, our ancestors did, you know, when we think about Fannie Lou Hamer and, you know, all the late greats, you know, in this space before us, like, that's what it was about. It was coming together as a collective, you know, to create our own community, to have our own, to create our space of self-sufficiency, um, to build, to provide jobs to our people. Um, so it's that, that isn't anything the system that 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 system isn't anything new um but the uh, doing it in this current day right is is it's not talked about as much but just got an email earlier today and we'll connect after our show um of a group of black people who are coming together to purchase land and it it can be done and i'm just so excited just to hear you talk about it and just to hear how you want to connect with others to educate and say let's come together and yeah and it's an economic piece too there's the food production piece but it's economical power it's economic so i am just like beaming with joy over yeah. here <laughs> you you know you're so, you're so, you're so right you know and it, and it's it's mad because you know, we will give reference and hail up the ancestors all the time in many different settings. But I think we we do forget that all of this has been done and, and, and the blueprint has been set. And, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. But somewhere along the line, we, we, we you know, we have got lost and we can understand why, you know, because there's many forces, you know, that are banking on us staying, staying lost in, in many areas. But, you know, whether it's they're just, you know, all of all, you know, all of the ancestors promoted this. You know, whether it's Marcus Garvey or mm-hmm. whether it's the Nation of Islam or whether it's yes. Black Panther Party or you know, absolutely. Um, there's just the the list is to be honest. Everybody that we we hail up, you know, that you know, His His Majesty Haile Selassie. You know, if you were to read selected speeches, 
Um, there's so much rich content from him and his speeches around agriculture and the importance of it and the importance of infrastructure around agriculture. Um, and um, oh, the list the list is endless. And, and and as you say, you know, we we kind of we we forgot that, and it's not new. And cooperatives are not new. Um, so it's, it's so important. And, 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 and as you say, in a time like now, I feel like it's more important than ever because there's like mad land grabs going on all over the world. Like, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in various guises, whether it's, you know, in terms of governments undermining farmers in India, we're seeing the biggest protests of all time going on right now with India farmers, or we have a similar scenario going on in the Philippines, or we have, you know, America's wealthiest uh, people buying up, you know, thousands and hundreds of thousands of acres as we speak, you know, Bill Gates being the la- latest big name. I was going to say, we know who owns the vast majority of the land. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and in the motherland in Africa, we're seeing like China and the Middle East as well um, and Europe, uh, long-term leasing, buying um, really great agricultural land to produce produce for, you know, foreign-owned uh, businesses to ship that produce out of Africa and into Europe, into the Middle East, into China. Um, and so, you know, we have to be awake to this and we have to, I guess we have to be proactive and we have to be, we, we, we have to be, um, yeah, just like affirmative, like get, 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 get at the table, you know? Um, so sure. it's, great, it's great to hear that you, you you know you've just had an email from a group of people doing that and I think whether it's cooperatives or whether it's individuals or duos or however it looks however, however it looks exactly yeah, like I, I want to wake up in five years and say like rah like how, how how do we own all of that land like or or, 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 or other communities saying rah when did when did black folk buy up all of that land? You know, like, mm. um, that's that's so important because if you look at every war, it's fought over land and you know food. Like this is the most valuable thing that there is, right? For sure. All right, y'all. We are going to take a really quick break, and we'll be back. HelloFresh offers convenient delivery right to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the family. With a variety of delicious options made available you'll feel super duper confident in breaking out of your recipe rut to try new things. And since HelloFresh is committed to making fresh, delicious food available now more than ever, they have taken extra steps to keep its employees and customers safe, including no contact delivery, tamper-proof packaging, and team member wellness checks. Head on over to HelloFresh.com to start planning your next meal. You're listening to Perfect Day, produced by Artists Authentic. For more of Authentic's work, visit allornothingstudios.com. P. 
peace and welcome back, everyone. I have um, just been having the absolute pleasure of speaking to Ben, aka The Roots Farmer, based in London, my very first international guest. And I've just been so thrilled and excited to hear his his journey and to share his story with you all. Um, you know, at, at his core, or actually for the majority of his life, he has been um, producing concerts and just came to a point, you know, where it things just weren't aligning um, in, in, the, in the way that he wanted to. And he's had these visions and, and dreams of like, you know, living a much more greener life and, and living off the grid and being a part of nature. COVID hit. And, you know, he's out in rural London and now he has this organic farm, the Roots Farmer, Roots Farm. (laughs) And I, Ben, I've just been enjoying all of your words. And we just, within just in the last few moments, oh gosh, we have just talked about, you know, co-ops and just your your passion and, and our ancestors and Black people coming together to buy land and what that process has been for you. And just so many nuggets to pull from that and just so inspiring um, to me and just everyone else who's who's listening. So thank you for sharing. Um, one of the things that I did want to ask you earlier was when you made the decision, you know, for you and your family, okay, this is where we're going to be, y'all. This is what we were going what we're going to do. What was the family's response, especially your boys? Because, you know, you guys are used to city life and now you're out in rural. So what was that response? So I, I just want to be clear is that we still live in London um, and the, the the field or the farm is one hour's drive from where we live. So we, we, we live in Hackney, which is like strong community, Caribbean community still in, in, in London. So Okay, and, gotcha. Yeah, and, and the boys are entrenched in this community, but um, <laughs> and and they're, and and they're holding on to it. They 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 ain't trying to um, you know live that rural life yet. But, um, <laughs> so uh, you never know. One day, one day they might be like, "Dad, like we're anchored here. We're anchored here." <laughs> yeah, you know, like my teenager, he's like all about the shopping malls or the shopping centers, and you know, his computer. Of course, he is. Of you course. Know, so. There's like, he's like, dad, when, you know, because last year he's like, when we were there for five months, he's like, when are we going back to London? I'm like, son, there's nothing to go back to in London. Everything is shut down. Like, just enjoy, you know, appreciate love your time that you've got here. Um, but um, my youngest son, Joshua, he, he, he really got into um, uh, helping me build and, and, you know, uh, set the foundations, you know, for the farm or the market garden, as we call it. Um, and, um, you know, we had a, a wonderful summer together on the field. Um, so that's beautiful. And I think, you know, the thing is that I'm not putting pressure on them. They're, they'll, they'll, they'll find their attachment to it in different ways at different points in their life. Um, I, I, I'm not trying to force them. Um, but I guess I'm I'm doing this because I know that there will be a point where they do really see the value in being in that environment, um, and and it's something that I can give to them, you know, leave to them. That's you mm-hmm. know, there's, there's legacy right there. You know, it's um, it's, it's it was land and and water. You know, that's what probably one of the amazing, most amazing things 
that we'd done is we, we, we had a borehole, like I had I dug a well. Um, so that, that blew my mind to think that, you know. I got, saw that. I was yeah, amazed. Yeah, like a- access to your own, own water. I never never even thought about what that looks like or how you'd go about doing that. So to, to do that and go through the pro- process and learn about that, that's been amazing. Um, so... And yeah. actually, from what I saw, so when you all just going back to the water, mm. um, explain that process because there was a chalk situation that you had because something with the ground and you had to put chalk or something in it. And then like when you were digging up, like all chalk was coming out, but it was just waiting to like filter all that out so the water mm. could run clear. What was that all about? Okay. Yeah. So th- th- those those are two different, I uh, think, videos that you've seen on the page. Okay. And, um, so, so, so one of them is we were spraying um, chalk or lime on the field to uh, that's to do with the pH level. Um, so that was something separate, and that was that's very fine, and that sits on the on the soil, and then you know will be absorbed. But what you saw with um, chalk coming out of in the water is very chalky water, is because when we're digging the the borehole, um, you know we we went down uh, forty six meters. Um, so it's, 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 it's really deep and there's different layers of earth or ground, you know, different layers. So you've got chalk, you've got clay, you've got, you know, earth, you've got rock. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. what happens is that um, some of the chalk falls down into the aquifer, which is where, you know, where the stream is, where, where the water supply is. And so as we start to pump up the water, it's just cleaning out um, that chalk that's, that's, that's fallen down. Um, in, 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 into the in, into the water supply, so that, that 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 was like that for a couple of days, and then and then now it's just like you know really clean, pure water. And I guess that's something that I want to promote and talk about with the produce that we're growing is that like this water is like super clean. You know, this is you know this is like this is ancient pure water, no chemicals added. You know, um, oh my god, so that feels quite special. Um, and 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 to grow you know grow the food that we're going to eat with such clean water is, is amazing right i want to make a special trip just so i can take a sip of this water listen you are welcome you're welcome thank you it's spot. my main question to yeah. all of my guests can i come visit can i have a meal can i drink the water <laughs> yeah listen i've got to be the first person to get melissa over to an international farm you know oh my goodness yes yeah, yes yeah. yes let's go ahead let's put that out there let's put that out there You're i'm excited yeah, right. <laughs> well thank you for clarifying that because like this is always a, a learning experience for me because i don't know everything y'all i will half make some stuff up not intentionally but you like how i said okay he put some chalk down and then the chalk fell into the soil and then when they dug it up okay yeah now nah, y'all yeah what 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 ben said what ben said okay <laughs> No, but thank you. And again, it's been it's been so exciting just to literally just see day by day, um, you know, with just each post, like, you know, what new like the things that you guys are growing and just to see your sons involved and to see the process because it is a process. You know, a lot of times we see like these wonderful beds of, of greens and and flowers and, you know, these beautiful gardens. Um, but it's important to show the process you know, to cult, to actually cultivate the land. And I know that isn't an easy thing, but it's a learning experience. So thank you for sharing that. Oh, good. Thanks. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So what's in store for the Roots Farmer? I see that, you know, you want to deliver. You're like, hey, we're growing stuff and we want to deliver. You know, do you see 
are you in like the steps now of like this actual business model or are you right now just saying, hey, like we're growing like some nutritious food and we want to feed our community? What is that? What is that like right now? Mm. So the, 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 the idea, the business model is that we deliver weekly veg boxes. So large veg boxes. Um, well, in fact, you, you'll be able to buy it weekly or bi-weekly. Um, and, and there'll be a variety of between 15 and 18 uh, different veg on rotation in your boxes. And, um, and there'll also be an alkaline box as well for, for those people that um, are, are, are on strict alkaline diets. And so um, that, that's, that's, you know, the really the simple model. I, 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 you know, at the start, maybe I thought I might supply to restaurants or wholesale, but my issue with supplying to restaurants is that it can kind of be great for kudos. Um, if you can supply like a really nice restaurant, but it also takes away the access to the food if you do that. And mm. so I felt that I'd rather literally just harvest the food from the field and deliver it straight to the door. Um, and, 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 and so that's, that's, that's the plan. And then I, and then I guess there's a, a capacity, you know, there's only a certain amount of produce I can produce um, based on the land that I'm, you know, have and the land that I'm, you know, uh, cultivating. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there's literally a set number of, of boxes and, and, and I just have to make sure I can deliver each week. Right. And, um, and, 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 and really start with the local community. You know, I think I'm very, I'm very passionate about our communities really thinking perhaps like shifting or finding a bit more balance in the culture of what we're consuming um because you know it's no conspiracy to say that we are suffering um disproportionately with things like diabetes right um and that's you know that's down to diet and that's down to the you know the 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 um, social engineering that's been bestowed upon us you know living in the in the west um and you mm -hmm. know that's another conversation but i think I'm really interested in just yeah promoting clean food and 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 what we can do with it and what what the you know the health benefits are of it um so um I love it you still have me stuck at this alkaline box I'm impressed <laughs> yeah don't, don't, <laughs> to be don't. that tailored to be that tailored I think that's great yeah hopefully there's you know that that goes down well I mean I haven't that you know we haven't we ha we're not on sale right so 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 the first harvest will be in May um so yeah we'll see how people respond to that when we, when we go on sale in april yeah well you 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 get you try it and you see you know it's 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 all a process but so i need to wrap up in just a moment but i'm not going to wrap up without asking you about this playlist for like growing seeds okay which i tapped into and i appreciate that and i still need to listen to the other playlist on spotify <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that your motivation when you're out on the farm? <laughs> you, I can't do anything without listening to music. Like, you know, literally driving, cooking, you know, if it's exercising. So it had to be like that on the field. And, um, yeah, this, I got got the speaker out on the field. And, um, you know, that's, that's, 
if I'm there by myself, you know, with the, with the music, with the vibes, or if, even if there's a group of us, you know, we got, we got the vibes. So uh, I, I just kind of wanted to share that. And I think the thing with Roots, Roots Farmer is, is, you know, it's, it's about culture, you know, and it's mm-hmm. connecting the different elements of our culture together and they go hand in hand. And, you know, like, you know, music is never far away from food and food is never far away from music. Right. So absolutely uh, sharing some of the music that you know inspires me or gives me strength um you know is 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 yeah it's fun <laughs> well i was certainly swaying i was certainly yeah. swaying you know and just yeah. just to go back to your note you know about you know when you the types of con um concerts and the genres or the music that you were promoting and you wanted to focus like you made the switch on over to reggae just because of the the sound and what i mean the music is always promoted like love, joy, peace, harmony, right? So I, I completely understand that. And those are all the things, you know, that still, it's still tied to agriculture. You know, we think back to our ancestors, they were on the land chanting hymns, songs, you know, freedom, liberation. And so that, those are, those are the sounds of, 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 of reggae. And those are the sounds of, of the Caribbean music in the Caribbean. And, you know, are, it's just so it it all it just all just comes together. It's just just one big melody, one big melody. So um, thank you so much. Where can folks find you at on social media, Ben? Yeah, so um, Instagram, the uh, the Roots Farmer, and um, website is uh, rootsfarmer.com. Awesome. And, all and, right, and, so- and, and I just got onto. Uh, um, What's it called? Club Clubhouse this week? Oh, did you? Oh, well, you know what? Clubhouse, I've been, I would love to get on the Clubhouse, but I'm an Android user and people just don't like Droid users when they create these apps. So wonderful. Okay. So you're on Clubhouse. All right. So is it Roots Farmer on Clubhouse? It's Roots Farmer on Clubhouse. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, I got to start adding that to like my, my outros. Like where can we, where can folks find you on Clubhouse? <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. That's dope. I love it. So when I get on Clubhouse, I'll definitely, I'll definitely follow you, and we can connect, and you know, maybe we host some like really awesome conversations on Clubhouse. Yeah, because I mean, there's some amazing groups on there for for black growers, black farmers, um, amazing conversations going on. So I definitely recommend it. I bet. I bet. All right. So I have a very quick rapid fire before we before we really end. Are you ready? Are you ready for me, Ben? I am. I hope I'm ready for you, Melissa. All right, cool. If not, it's all right. <laughs> all right. So what is your favorite veggie or fruit? Um, favorite fruit? Uh, berries. I love berries. Mm, berries. What kind of berries? Just any berries? Yeah, any berries. But, you know, okay. blackberry. Yeah, but yeah, any berries. Berries are just amazing. They're like um, Okay, so we're going to go see your flavor profile. Sweet, spicy, sour, salty, savory, or bitter? Spicy. I wanted to assume that, but I didn't know. Could have been sour. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> last, the last artist or podcast that you listened to. And when I say last, I'm talking maybe you listen to someone before our interview, maybe, you know, an hour ago. I don't know. Just artists or podcasts. The last one you listened to. Uh, I've been artists. I've been listening to Burning Spear today and podcasts. I listened to two of your podcasts today as well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and for my last question, who are you rooting for these days? 
And that can be anyone. That can be a neighbor. That can be a relative. That can be your family. It can be anyone, uh, an author. Who are you rooting for these days? Who's like at the center of your mind right now? Uh, I mean, there's levels to that, isn't there? So I guess my children, but community, like always rooting for the community across the globe. And then the earth, because like the earth's Mm. in trouble, right? We're we're, We're destroying the earth. So yeah, everybody, everything. Everything. Shout out to shout out to our earth, man. She needs more love. Treat her kindly. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Ben. This has been amazing. You all have a wonderful day and peace. Peace. Thanks for tuning in. You can catch today's episode on fullserviceradio.org as well as iTunes and Spotify. Be sure to follow Who Talks in Color. That's just the letter N on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for all updates. Are you an edible activist? Sure you are. Come join me on the show. Just shoot me a DM on the gram or connect with me at foodtalksincolor.com. And if you're interested in sponsoring this podcast, let's connect. Peace and blessings. And remember, in the words of Baba Tariq Adunu, there is no culture without agriculture.